think contribution is is huge and it, I know it makes you feel good and it can happen not only during the holidays but all throughout the year. Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for your retirement elevated. We did it. We made it. 2020 is finally wrapping up. Walter Storholt here with Scott Dugan. It is the final episode of Your Retirement Elevated for the year. Scott, if you are new to the show, is the co-founder and managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group, serving you in the KC metro area and all across the country as well. You can find us on listentoscott.com. And Scott, the year is over. We made it to the finish line. Congratulations, my friend. I am excited that we've made it thus far. And uh, it's I know a lot of people are looking forward to the holidays and slowing down, hopefully seeing family and friends that maybe they haven't seen as much this year. And I think a lot of people, you know, are looking for a fresh start. And you know, you know, a new year is is an artificial line, you know, just like a calendar. You know, it, it's one more you know trip around the sun. And uh, you, you but can I start your New Year's resolution on December 31st. Yes. In other words, if you want, that's if probably you're really better. serious about it, go ahead and get it started, right? You should probably start it right after you listen to this podcast. That's right. <laughs> so, that's yeah. right. Uh, but I know I think it's it's always a good time for me to, to be introspective, to look back, and to really take account of what's great about life, the good things that are there, and just focus on that. And you know, I'm a big Stephen Covey fan, you know, the seven habits and my dad will be appreciative because he, he wanted me to read that book a long time ago. And I didn't like, Oh, why would I want to read something my dad read? And as, as I've gotten you know more mature and have read Stephen Covey's material, I've really taken a lot of it to heart, but I was looking for some quotes recently. One of his quotes, he said, was, life is not about accumulation. It's about contribution. And I had to read that one a couple of times um, because I, I too can get you know, caught up in that, you know, accumulation of things. And you, you, there's a long list of things you can go try to accumulate. But, you know, focusing on that contribution, what, what are you doing uh, to make a positive impact is something that's in, you know, my head. And I can tell you a great example. Uh, we've got a lot of clients uh, that are you know, very given of their time and resources to things that are near and dear to them, you know, whether it be charities or uh, organizations. Uh, you know, my wife Jennifer and I are very fond of, you know, Harvesters, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, this year she was very exciting. She got uh, onto the CASA uh, board through one of our clients who is also on the board. And just making a po- trying to make a positive impact uh, on kids that need things, and she was just part of a big toy drive over there. And you know, talking to her after that, she's like, you know, it was amazing to see how excited some of these kids were about the three books that they got to choose, mm. and just these little things that they were so thankful that someone you know took the time to be out there because it, it was cold on that day. And they had to do it outside, and it was different than they've done in the past. But just as she said, to see their faces light up, you know, because somebody was there, somebody cared, and somebody was out there trying to make a difference. 
And we were just talking about, you know, we're, we're very fortunate that, you know, 2020, we were in essence an essential business. We were able to continue to work, even though a lot of it was virtual, continue to take care of our clients, take care of our employees. We didn't, we didn't lose anyone. You know, we actually hired some people on full time. And by focusing on making sure that our clients get taken care of, make sure our, our team members get taken care of, ultimately, Jennifer and I are taken care of in our life. And looking back, we're very fortunate to have the upbringing that we had and just the decisions we made along the way. You know, just may just really take a step back and say, wow, we really need to have more gratitude about where we are and, and what we have in life. Well, that's a great point, Scott. And I think that, uh, you know, gratitude is easier to come by uh, this time of year. There are more just natural uh, opportunities um, to show your gratitude to those around you. But I know we wanted to kind of highlight on today's episode, maybe a better way to put it is some intentional ways that we can also mm-hmm. seek to share that gratitude uh, with others. So yes, it comes naturally, but even better if we can intentionally seek it out and make it part of our goals uh, this time of year and heading into the new year. We talked, you know, New Year's resolutions. These aren't things that are just pigeonholed into a couple of weeks out of each year. We could carry some of these things throughout the rest of the year. So instead of talking, you know, fully about finances and financial planning and feel like we've done a lot of politics at the end of this year, as as everyone has, being able to step back a little bit and talk about gratitude. And uh, I think that's a nice way to cap off this final episode of the year. Definitely. And I think, you know, most things, if we have intentionality in what we're doing, you know, cultivating gratitude, you know, is, is a habit. You know, I've strived to be a positive person. Now, positive doesn't mean that you're oblivious to the realities of the world. Um, it's more about seeing the opportunity or the good side of things that pop up. You know, so taking an inventory of the things that you have instead of the things that you want. Over the years, that's actually been a great exercise for me. And I've, I was introduced to that years ago, and I wish I could recall. It was from an author. I've read hundreds of books, so they all kind of blend together. But, but just, you know, I'm big on writing things down. I don't keep a journal or a diary, uh, but I like to make lists and, and like to get my thoughts on the paper. So just making sure that, you know, hey, let's, let's put on the paper, let's commit uh, a list of things that we have that, that uh, you know, we can have gratitude towards. It's kind of the, you know, count your blessings. You know, it's an age old, you know, saying, but it's true. If we take time and take a step back to look at, hey, these are the things that we have. Uh, sometimes that can, that can bring a stronger sense of peace and, and happiness. Another thing I know I get excited about, I know it's going to sound silly, but when I get a thank you note in the mail, that to me, you know, is, is something, somebody took the time, you know, to write their thoughts and it's, it's a gesture and today's fast paced world of texts and, and emails, things like that. You know, it's nice to know that kind of that, uh, old school direct mail is still out there. Uh, on the flip side of that, I can tell you, uh, I had two text messages, uh, this year from, uh, a client that I saved that it was just he and his wife articulating their appreciation for their relationship and the advice. And I'll tell you that that meant the world to me. And so a note taking time out, whether it's digital or on a piece of paper, 
I think goes a long way um, because it's not only I've tried to be more intentional about putting that back out in the world, but I can tell you when I receive it, I feel like a million bucks. And so my assumption is that other people feel good when other people show us gratitude and appreciation. You, you couldn't be more right about the handwritten note and just how far that goes. And I have found it tough, Scott, to try and express gratitude to people in different ways. Because sometimes I know that barrier to sending that note is big these days. Like, right? The, like you talked about, the effort to go and get a stamp and, and you know, find that, find that envelope. Where do we keep the envelopes these days? And walk it all the way up to the mailbox, you know? It can seem like an arduous and slow-paced task compared to how fast we can do other things in today's world, like sending a text message. But then sometimes a text doesn't feel like it's as, as grateful and showing as much gratitude. But I have been starting to strike the balance of saying, you know what, at least do one of them. Um, at least show the gratitude. Um, I was in a, in a habit for a little while where I felt like the text wasn't appropriate enough and that I needed to do the handwritten note. But then I never got around to doing the handwritten note for one reason or the other. And then I, I showed no gratitude in those cases. So at least start with, uh, yeah, whatever, whatever way you can show gratitude is better than not showing it um, at all. So I guess that's sort of the, the moral of that story. And one thing I've certainly learned is at least take some step to show that gratitude. And if you can do it in a, in a handwritten note, even better, but at least show it in the first place or in some way, shape, or form. Definitely better. Absolutely. Like I said, get the gesture out there. Get that positive energy you know, out into the world, not to be too cosmic sounding, but yeah, you want to, those positive you know, words or thoughts you know, go, go a long way. I feel and like I, I need I, to be playing some like uh, meditation music in the background. Yes. We're, we're going to send the positive thoughts yes, out there. Little, and so, do, we, do you have a little chime? <laughs> little chimes. Yes. You know, little bowls. Isn't that the thing? That we're yes, in the bowls, room the yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe next time we'll have props for right. this. We'll do finan- uh, financial meditation on the next episode. Be great. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and you know those things that it sounds like it, but I, I've got a, I've got a book that I've kept every thank you note and card that I've received from clients. That's I mean, wild. It, it means a lot to us. That's pretty cool. We keep it in our office and I mean, it's thick. So yeah, those are, those are things that. That's the other side of the gratitude, Scott, because you get those letters and you're so grateful for them. And, uh, and then eventually you're like, all right, well, I got to throw these things away. And so then I always feel so bad after, you know, Christmas passes for a while or birthday goes by mm-hmm. and, you know, a month or two later, like, all right, well, in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I love that you save them. That's even better. Yeah. They're, they're in a little book all organized. And, uh, so yeah, it's just one of those things where. It's nice to revisit that every once in a while. I'm not surprised you're that organized. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> it, it, it definitely, uh, it, my anal retentiveness has uh, come out in that. Well done. You know, and you know, the other thing that kind of the last two things that we, as we were talking before this, you know, this, but, you know, the holiday season, it's a wonderful time to help others. Uh, you know, I just had a conversation with the clients this morning. We're doing some charitable planning. And we're, we're funding a donor advised fund. And then we're talking, said, yep, are we going to be able to get this done, you know, here pretty quickly? I said, yeah, yeah, we'll be able to handle this here in the next few days. And well, good. Well, Harvesters is one of our favorite charities. They said, well, they've got a matching program going on and we want to be able to, you know, help with that. And basically, I think it's up to, it's a pretty large number. I think they're going to get the donor is going to put half a million dollars in. So they'll match up to a half a million dollars total, uh, some entity out there. So, and because, you know, we, we got introduced to 
harvesters through you guys, you know, through some of our events. I'm like, man, that's awesome that something that was near and dear to us, we did a couple of events at harvesters. We didn't get to do one this year because of, of the, you know, COVID, um, but we, we still raised some money for them. And here it is, our clients doing charitable planning, but supporting a group that is near and dear to them. And, you know, the harvesters is focused on kids and uh, meals in general, food in general. But a lot of programs that we go volunteer with are we're backpacked for kids where these kids go home with, you know, backpack full of food on Friday, because for unfortunately, a lot of kids, that's the food they're going to get until they get back to school. You know, so those acts of kindness, whether it's, you know, volunteering, donating canned goods, toys, baking cookies for a neighbor, you know, just simple ways to show others that you care. And, you know, there's a bonus to this, just like the thank you notes. If you do practice these acts of kindness, those serve others, but they also help to boost our mood and our gratitude. And I think, you know, going back to that, you know, Stephen Covey, you know, life is not about accumulation, it's about contribution. I think contribution is, is huge and it, I know it makes you feel good and it can happen not only during the holidays, but all throughout the year. It's a really great point. And there's so many different ways that you can do those acts of kindness, especially intentionally or not. I, I know some uh, friends who, with their kids especially, they, they make it into a month-long thing. And so they they plan for it. So it becomes the buildup to it throughout the month of December where they say, okay, on the first, we're going to do this. On the second, we're going to do this. And they build out their acts of kindness calendar, but they're able to start building it in November. So it becomes part of their their conscience and their conversation well ahead of time of actually being executed. And then they execute it each day throughout the month of December. And that, that you talk about cultivating and, uh, and, and contribution and those two things coming together. It's just a great, just one example of, you know, kind of practicing those acts of kindness and also doing them intentionally. I need to be better at that. I know. I'm very good at the spontaneous acts of kindness. You know, the uh, I'm in the grocery store and someone in front of me is having trouble paying for, you know, what they're trying to buy. Or, you know, I love stepping in in those moments and, you know, trying to be the, the charitable or the, the that little act of kindness there. I open the door for people, all those kinds of things. I, I try to do as much of those little things for folks as possible. But it's an extra skill when you can be intentional with those acts of kindness. And uh, actually, I think just makes it even that much more special, which is kind of neat. Absolutely. And I think the, the takeaway, whether it's spontaneous, you know, if it's more methodical or planned out, it's the actual act and it's making an impact in someone's life. And I think we have been extremely fortunate that any time that we have decided to support a charity or an organization, uh, not only do our employees get behind it, our clients are extremely giving of their time and resources. And that just makes Jen and I feel fantastic that we've got a close enough bond with the people in our lives that, yeah, it's a business relationship. You know, it's a working relationship, but man, people show up to support and to help us, you know, help others that are in need. And that's probably one of the most satisfying things that we get to do in our life, because if we can illuminate a certain organization or a need 
and we can let a large group of people know, that's fantastic. And I feel like that's helping us contribute, you know, to our local community, to our society. And if if we can just shine the light on some of those things, um, and that's a lot of it, you know, we're just, we're all busy, you know, and I, and I hate to use that word busy. We're all engaged in a lot of things and our, our attention span is divided amongst many, many things. But if we can slow down a little bit, take stock in where we are and to figure out, you know, are we fortunate? Uh, do we have gratitude for the decisions we've made and where it's led us in life? And if we're so inclined, if we can do things that make life better and easier for other people, that's fantastic. And that's kind of the message I want to, at the end of 2020, uh, I think there's been a lot of focus on how everyone is different and just how divided things are. But I can tell you, you know, deep down human psychology, humans haven't changed a lot. Uh, we've got a lot of new technology that I think we're still adapting to you know, being plugged in 24 seven, uh, listening to a podcast the other day. And it said that the average American is no more than one step away from their cell phone, 24 hours a day. That sounds about Th- right. Think about that. And think about if you're listening, how far do you ever get away from your phone? And so that phone is delivering information, whether it's news, email, text, social media, Every time that you engage with it, you're getting input, you're getting information. And I think, you know, as humans, we're still trying to figure that out. And how do we, how do we deal with all that information? You know, but, but also it further can galvanize beliefs and where you enter into an echo chamber of hearing more and more of the same, you know, that confirmation bias, you're just getting fed information that further support your thoughts and, you know, taking a step out. And realizing that, hey, you know, we're we're all a lot more similar than we we think. Uh, we all want a lot of the same things out of life. And my hope is that through gratitude, introspection, empathy, sympathy, that we can all realize that we're all in this together, and we've all got a lot in common. And if maybe we're a little nicer to people, a little more thoughtful. I'm speaking for myself, not for everybody here. Uh, that I could probably do more to make life better for a lot of other people and not just focus on what I want out of life. So that's going to be my focus, you know, as we're rounding into 2020, uh, just trying to be better, trying to be more mindful, more appreciative of what I have and what we've received in life. Just being happy for that. And hopefully we can get that message out to other people and make it a great year into 2020 and really, you know, start the slate clean in 2021. And uh, hopefully we get back to a little more normal and, and again, you know, just help some people out, make, make it better for them. Great food for thought to wrap up 2020 and move us into the new year. Scott, I appreciate you dedicating an episode of, uh, of your show to this topic and to hopefully cause all of us to reflect a little bit, think about how we can improve ourselves and uh, the world around us as we go into the new year. Um, you know, to echo your, your final thoughts whenever I, you know, kind of think about uh, being grateful, I'm, I'm grateful for the difference in opinions that we have, right? Like, I think even on the COVID issue, when you, if you split it down to the folks who want to lock everything down and then folks who want to keep it all open, I try to find that common ground and that we're all trying to just make the world a better place in our own, in our own ways. We have different ideas of how to get there. But ultimately, the person who wants to lock down is trying to protect people 
And the person who wants to stay up open is trying to protect people, trying to protect business owners and ways of life and mental health and all those other kinds of things. Not to go down that road of that debate, but it's just a one example of the common ground is at least we're all trying to fight for what we think is right. And I think that can be something that's celebrated um, this year and next year. Let's try not to get it get it so heated in 2021 like the debates were in 2020. Though. Absolutely. It- it's okay to have differing beliefs and still be friends. Yeah, it's we okay. St- we could still listen to each other and be friends. Let's get back to that when we used to listen to each other and still and be friends. Talk and debate. I, th- I think now yeah. we, we we need to have deeper conversations about tough issues. Right. Yeah. You know, so and and not call the other person evil because they just think a little differently. I think that's, exactly. That's exactly. Important. Yeah. See, like I say, it comes back to we all want things to be better for ourselves and others around us in our community. Um, let's focus on that and see where we, we have yeah. similarities and let's build on that. But you do have to be intentional about it. That's not going to naturally happen because, like you said, we got the phones and those things pulling us away from that goal. So we can't just expect it to all fall into place. We, we do need to be intentional about that gratitude, exactly what you brought up today. So Absolutely. Some good tangible things for us to think about, my friend. I'm grateful for uh, having the chance to chat with you every couple of weeks and do this show, and I can't wait for all the new topics we're going to dive into in 2021. Looking forward to it. All right. Thank you so much. That is Scott Dugan. And of course, we are both thankful for you listening to this show. If you have any questions or comments ever, don't hesitate to reach out. 913-393-4724 is always your number to call or go to listen to scott.com and contact us through the website. Check the show notes section of the program on your favorite podcasting app for relevant links and information. For Scott Dugan, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here in a new year on your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.